Hello, welcome everyone to Pop Cult X. Uh, once again, we are here to bring you all the pop cult news from a Gen X perspective. Uh, I am Gabriel with Danny here every week talking about pop culture. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, I have some kind of big news, I guess, if you will. Um, this last Saturday, I was at the po- uh, the Pop Cult X concert, the Lady Gaga <laughs> concert in uh, Los Angeles at the Dodger Stadium. And it was amazing, probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to, uh, which is expected because she's a, a brilliant, amazing performer. Uh, they were filming, so my fingers are crossed that like maybe they're going to have something for like Netflix or oh HBO nice or something. So that'd be really cool. Cool. Uh, Gaga did tweet that there were thirty cameras and she only had one take to like really hit her mark. So I'm assuming that means that they're filming it for something. So hopefully we will be able to see um, the end result. She gave in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh we had really kind of good seats. I mean, not we weren't front row because we weren't in the pit, but uh it was just really entertaining. She's a great performer, really cool visuals, uh great choreography, her vocals sounded amazing. Uh was really cool is that she did sort of like a rock uh, arena uh aesthetic. She had flames. Oh nice. <laughs> the air. Um and not just at the front of the stage, but like in the middle of the field. So it was like all encompassing and that at towards the end for one of her finales, she had fireworks go off uh, behind the stage. So it was quite the spectacle. It was really, it was amazing. It was really good. And of course she, she brought sort of her earnest um, perspective to the things that are going on in the world. She made Mm -hmm. a statement about, uh, you know, women's rights to body autonomy. Um, She talked about, you know, people celebrating life after the pandemic uh about you know being true to yourself so a lot of really i mean it's just a well-rounded gaga experience you know, <laughs> having her heart felt like little speech and interactions with the audience great performances great pop songs great dance songs uh just really cool stuff just really great concert I'm, i really hope that it does get released somewhere on the you know interweb yeah. uh for everyone else to see because i think you'll really enjoy it if you get a chance to catch it that's the chromatica ball tour right Romantica Ball Tour. She has two more stops. So she's hitting up Houston and then Miami, and then she'll be done. So wow. she went to Europe and and mm-hmm. I think has pretty much, I think, sold out every one of the venues. I mean, mm-hmm. 70, 80,000 seat venues. Uh, Dodger Stadium only holds 50. Yeah. So 50,000 people uh, there last night. Uh, it was just, it was great. It was amazing. It was really cool to people watch too. Um, which is also part of the entertaining thing about going to see a Gaga concert is that her fans sort of show out by dressing up in, you know, really cool attire. Uh, So it was really fun just to kind of sit there and watch uh, people walk by in these really crazy, amazing, creative (laughs) getups. Kind of like a mini rave then, right? In a way. Yeah, yeah. We I, I was kind of expecting to see more famous people because it was it's L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw um, I, you may not know who this person is, but um, Gigi Gorgeous, she's a sort of like makeup influencer, uh, trans activist. She's married to uh, uh, what's his name? I forget his name now, but uh, first name I forget, but he's a Getty, <laughs> So he's like born wealthy. Uh, And I think he's a trans male or may go by they, them. I'm not sure. But uh, 
I saw them walk by, I saw a famous drag queen walk by. Um, but I was kind of expecting to see some other people, but it, it could have been that they brought them out of VIP, like when the lights go down so that they're not bugged. All right. Uh, but it, it, like I said, it was just really cool just to see a bunch of interesting people walking around. Uh, lots of young kids too with their parents or parents kind of taking them to go see Gaga, which is really cool, like supporting their fandom. So mm-hmm. it was fun. It was a really good time. That's cool. That's really cool. I mean, she's on my list of people who I'd love to see perform at some point in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that later on. Now, speaking of people watch, and I, I bring this up only because you just spent about a week, right? In a yeah. very, I'm guessing it's a very people watching friendly city. Yeah. In New Orleans, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was there for what they call Southern Decadence, which is uh, the 50th year of Southern Decadence. Southern Decadence being sort of like a pride event. Um, it's not necessarily strictly LGBT. There was a lot of straight people allies there as well, Mm -hmm. but, um, kind of an excuse to party and, and (laughs) be yourself and kind of let your freak flag fly. Um, I got (laughs) pictures of some interesting people, um, which people can see on, on my Instagram or Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was humid as fuck. Like it was super hot. Uh, I am not, I will not be going back to New Orleans in August or September. I I was not a fan of the humidity now that I did Southern Decadence, I can check it off my list. Uh, but I will be going back probably in the winter. I will not, it's really humid. Yeah. It it was, it was a lot of fun. I I love the city, the food, the music, the art, the culture is top notch. Um, the people there are probably some of the friendliest people I've ever met. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was really cool. Um, now, how did it got... compare to, um, since we're now we're a year removed from more of the lockdown, how did it compare to your last, your first visit there? Was everything more open? Was, were you able to see more? Were there more people? There was more open. So the cemeteries were closed when I went the first time, mm-hmm. but it being the South, I think they were a little bit more relaxed when it comes to COVID. So the bars were open last time I went. I know they did close for a certain time period, but they probably opened a lot sooner than California did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really, I mean, we pretty much did a lot of the same things. There were more people because not only was it Southern Decadence, but it was FSU and LSU, which uh, is a big rival mm-hmm. um, playing. So there was a lot of people from Florida uh, there uh, kind of being annoying, obnoxious, like as a side conversation. Um I'm really tired of sports groups or colleges having mascots that are based off of indigenous people mm-hmm. uh, be, being on an airplane and seeing a 60 year old white man, you know, doing like a, a tomahawk chop and, you know, a, a quote like Native American, like war chant or whatever it is. It's just really obnoxious. It just really bugs the crap out of me. Uh, we uh, it, it's been such an argument for such a long time and i know some teams have ultimately decided that they're gonna part ways with with what is a basically a racist um you well, know yeah i agree but florida state i think they're the seminoles right, right. which is a, just a tribe name in that part of so i don't know how um, derogatory it is towards the native americans in there i don't know if it is i mean i mean with the cleveland baseball team they went from the indians to the guardians just yeah. cool. Uh, Washington Redskins football team went from the Redskins to now I think they're the commanders. 
So it's they've at least they've changed in in those respects. The professional leagues, I know there's a lot more within the college ranks, and yeah, I agree with you. I, I think they do need to kind of parse that out. Yeah, I I mean it just like if you were to compare or like you know to make uh, um, a comparison to like uh, <laughs> ethnic group, like instead of the Seminoles, it being like the Ashkenazi Jews, and like they came out with like you know the dancing. And, <laughs> It would just, it'd be ridiculous, right? Right, right. I know what you you mean. Like the Sicilians or like the fighting Sicilians. Like, and and the argument is always like, well, Notre Dame has the fighting Irish and, you know, no one has anything to say about that. But white people aren't treated the same way as indigenous Mm -hmm. people or people of color. So it's not, it's like apples to oranges. Um, You have positive images of white people, you know, in abundance in America. So like having... A mascot based off of the fighting Irish is not really derogatory or demeaning <laughs> to them because they're in power. White people are in power and control everything. Um, it, it, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, I just it annoys me um to see people, you know, it's it just it's annoying. I can't I can't do with it. So let me ask you about this one then. San Diego State is the Aztecs. Yeah, I hate that and, too. And they really. <laughs> They really have made a, I think, an effort to celebrate the Aztec Nation when it comes to being their sports mascot. Yeah. So it's no longer just a a caricature of it. I think it's more having an Aztec warrior. He comes out, and it's. I, I I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I can see you know maybe not use ethnic groups as your mascots anymore. Might be the way to go. Yeah. But I'm um, given the. San Diego's, you know, history with Mexico and with um, the Mexican culture, I think it's a way, I look at it more of a way to celebrate that. Maybe I'm in the minority in that. I don't know. But I yeah. I, I don't think they do anything too bad, at least yeah. recently. For me, it's 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 the the idea or notion that that a group of white people are celebrating, you know, Aztec culture, but which within the context of a football game, but then uh-huh. those same people go out and discriminate against yeah. Yeah, Mexican Americans. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so it's like, let's not pretend that it's like, Oh, they love the culture. They want to celebrate us. Um, they treat us with equal rights. Like they don't. Um, it's like a pet. It's like, yeah, you're having, right. Um, you know, during slavery, having people, you know, you having uh, a slave that you fought and you are proud of them as a good fighter, but mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not the same as you know treating them as an equal person with equal yeah. human rights. Um, I just think it's 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 weird. Like, why don't we then do it to other groups? Like, why don't we have uh, you know the basketball swishing Swedes or you know the <laughs> <laughs> the incredible Icelandic whatever. <laughs> Like it's just stupid, and it and it the Canadian like, Mounties like, or something. Yeah, like yeah. with indigenous peoples, like there's this romanticized idea of like this brave warrior, and but you don't balance it out with the reality of the atrocities that were committed against. That's true. Um, indigenous people, or like so, if you really wanted to know the history and celebrate them, you would also speak to what they are currently facing and what they've been through. And would support them, not just within the context of a sports game, but mm-hmm. in life. Um, and and you see within society right now, you know, people that are anti, uh, 
what is it called crt um yeah the critical race theory yeah yeah and and you know any sort of uh mention about the atrocities of the past is like oh you're racist against white Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. you don't want you you're trying to put us down and it's like okay those are the same people that are like oh i love the aztecs and you know i went to sdsu in the 80s and i it's such a great symbol of uh, bravery and pride but then you also don't want to discuss like the real aztecs the real mexican people you want it to be just some cute little mascot so that's where like i like the the hypocrisy of it begins if it, if it was whole rounded like if it was well-rounded like yeah we support mexican people we love them we're fighting for their rights we're anti-trump when he says they bring the worst into the united states no those same people that love their aztecs are also voting for trump are also for the wall saying that mexico mm-hmm. sends the worst. so fuck off with that like that it's just <laughs> it's so stupid. i understand uh, they, that uh, point yeah there's I understand a local that. reporter here in san diego that I think they knocked him down from newscaster to reporter. And I haven't really seen him recently, but he he's very much obviously a, a conservative. He's always the one that they send to campus whenever there's like a racial issue. And he always edit, editorializes his report with, mm-hmm. you know, I went to SGSU and this is our culture and this is a tradition. And uh, and it's like, it, it's it's so funny that they don't see the way they treat the actual people yeah. versus this symbol, this cute little yeah. toy. Like it's, it's their, their pet Aztec, you know, um, mascot. It's just ridiculous. So anyway, um, no. so outside of that, New Orleans was a lot of fun. <laughs> the people from LSU, like the fans of LSU were so much more cool than the Florida, like Florida people. I mean, I guess you kind of have to be a little bit, uh, aggressive when you're the away team i guess i'm not a sports guy so but typically when you're like visiting a a a school right like aren't you more like on guard like you're a little bit more because you're on their home turf i would assume Um, as a fan or as a player as a team and like as fans because like they're walking around with their like florida state shirts and like literally we're like almost picking fights with people in, in new orleans like and a lot of the LSU people were like, yeah, like, we'll we'll see, like, good game. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, talking shit. Um, it, I, I think that I just, I floored it, like, Floridians are just assholes to begin with. So I'm not a big fan. <laughs> but so I was for LSU. I think they lost by, like, a point. Um, so I was disappointed about that. I know it really doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> uh, for them, it was, like, you know, something really kind of important. But um outside of that it was a lot of fun like i definitely recommend new orleans to anyone um from what i hear from locals uh halloween is actually a really great Mm -hmm. time to go like they recommend going for halloween versus mardi gras because Mm -hmm. mardi gras is so packed and crazy Mm -hmm. um so probably not this year but like maybe next halloween i'll i'll have to check it out that's cool that is very cool thank you for that report on new orleans (laughs) and the the um negative impact of floridian fan base yeah and uh, <laughs> of mascots based off ethnic groups yeah <laughs> i just can't stop picturing the as talking jews like she said coming out right? like like singing like a song from like to the tune of Fiddler on the roof <laughs> like it just it's like it's, it's like almost funny because like it's so stupid like why would you <laughs> to do that I guess I guess that's why they pick um maybe ethnicities that have a more 
warrior type of background to them. I don't know. I mean, when you think of the Aztec Empire, you think of what? I mean, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? Um, the atrocities of the Spanish conquistadors and colonists. Fair enough. Yes. I, I, <laughs> wiping them out. Yes. Befriending them and then stabbing them in the back. Okay. <laughs> but they were a proud warrior um, people. Right. Yeah. And, and that's maybe that's just what is glamorized in Hollywood for me. And that's just what I picture. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just, it's, we'll get into that. Yeah. The next couple of weeks when we hit into Hispanic Heritage Month. And yeah. I think we'll take a deep dive into those different cultures. I think that'd be fun to do. Yeah, it, there is a, a, a trending topic right now in relations to Hollywood, you know, race and all of that. So D, D23 happened, excuse mm-hmm. me, recently. And one of the things that came out is uh, a picture of the new Snow White. Okay. And, uh, Rachel and, Zegler, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she is of mixed ethnicity, um, which is really funny because people have claimed that she's not Latina because she's not, you know, like 100% Latina. Some people are now saying that it's, you know, ridiculous that they casted her to be Snow White because she's too dark. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter uh, kind of like in a gasp that a Latina would be playing Snow White. Uh, one person to quote them was uh, Snow White, you know, a, a emphasis on the white part, um, skin as white as snow, lips as red as rubies. Like what part don't you understand? Um, when you look at the actress, she's fairly light skinned. Yeah. She's not Afro Latina. She's not an indigenous Latina. She's actually like, I think, part white, you know, racially. So it, it's like. What are you so upset about that someone who is not an Aryan is playing Snow White? It's so <laughs> odd to me that we're in the year 2023 and people are upset about Halle Berry playing the Little Mermaid. Yes. There are people upset about Snow White. There are people upset that the Blue Fairy in Pinocchio was was a black woman. Um, if that bothers you, you have really big problems. Mm-hmm really big problems people mm-hmm. and people say well you know imagine if we would have said pocahontas is going to be played by a white person i don't have to imagine that because we have decades worth of movies and films where people of various ethnic and racial <laughs> backgrounds were placed played by white people so we don't have to play pretend we can just go into the vaults of hollywood and look at movies and it's not mm-hmm. just movies from the 50s it's movies within the last decade so um, the playing that playing that game of like what would happen if a white person it, we don't have to play that game we know the reality of it is that white people have been playing roles of various ethnic mm-hmm. groups which they do not belong most recently uh, James Franco was going to be playing uh, you know Del Castro uh, Del Castro mm-hmm. and the media is like going crazy about how ridiculous that is that an actor should be able to play whoever they want so. We're still in that era of Hollywood casting white people to play various ethnic and racial groups. Um, So you're just mad that a black girl is playing a mermaid. Yeah, because there is the root of it right there. Yeah, there's no historical accuracy of mermaids being white. It's a mermaid. It's a fantasy creature. Yeah, right. And and they want to argue with like, oh well, it's Hans Christian Andersen, and that it should have been out of this era. 
No, he wrote a, a story and it's fiction. Period. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and it's just like they're also upset about um a Latina playing Wednesday Adams, saying that you know she's not Latina, um, that she shouldn't be playing Wednesday Adams. Um, there is also where there's another role too that that just came out where they're like all upset about um damn it. What's the other one? I don't know. Oh, the Lord of the Rings, that there's a fucking black hobbit. Mm. You're upset that there's a black hobbit. Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with these people? Like, and and the thing is, is that so let's say Hollywood took your advice and said and said, we're not gonna have the blue fairy in Pinocchio be a black person. We're gonna stick to a white person. But then they come out with a new movie, like um what's the one with that we don't talk about Bruno? Encanto. Encanto. Then then those same people are like, oh, well, you're pandering Fine. towards Came the woke it. crowd. So you don't want a movie that is new featuring people of color, and you don't want old movies reimagined with people of color. So you want just white people. Exactly. That that's and it's yep. like you should be ashamed. You should not feel comfortable tweeting your opinion out about that. You're backwards thinking, you're fucking racist, and you're an idiot. Like and the fact that it's even it's like we we shouldn't even be talking about those people's opinion because they are the people that should be standing on the side of the road like yelling into air because they're just not part of reality like they're so beyond being part of where we stand as a <laughs> no i agree yeah definitely i forgot what i was going to say Oh, speaking of D23, there is one role that I think you would be happy that I saw is that Danny Ramirez is coming going to be coming back as the Falcon in Captain America 4. Nice. So nice. I saw that and I immediately thought of you and our conversations that we had about that role and how he takes up the mantle of the Falcon. So I was yeah. like, cool. I'm happy to see that. Yeah. Uh, there. I mean, the positive part about having to listen to all these people, bitch, is that Disney is not listening. Yeah. <laughs> We're continuing to cast people of, you know, various backgrounds and racial and ethnic group. So they can bitch all they want. Disney's unfazed and unbothered. They're basically telling those people like you're you're not a, a factor into us deciding what's going to happen. So keep stay on Twitter and stay mad <laughs> because we're going to keep doing what we do. And mm-hmm. that's make money. And, yeah. and, and it's not in the in the positive sense it's not just disney saying like this benefits us financially i also do get the sense that they do care and they want you know let's say like kevin uh faggy that he is genuinely wanting to create characters and have roles for the young kids that look up to those roles and yeah. he wants people to be able to see black characters and latino characters and asian characters and and it is really a concern and so i don't feel that it's pandering um and I, that, it does make me happy to see that. Yeah. Speaking of Asian characters, it's kind of a weird segue, but let's <laughs> talk to um, Benedict Wong and the moment his character in the MCU Wong is having right now. He yeah. is seemingly in everything right now. And I think that's really cool. He's like the the glue that's tying all like the phase four and the phase five storylines together. Yeah. And he's played a more prominent role than I thought he was going to in She-Hulk which I think is fun. It's um, I've, I'm, you're caught up on it, right? Yeah. 
Okay, cool. So it's this episode four was really fun and exciting to watch. Uh, seeing them open up the portals to like this weird dimension where the demons were coming up that looked like little gremlins. That was like really fun. I think yeah. it was um, they introduced a new character that I'm not sure if it's in the comic books or not. The character there's two new characters I think uh, Donnie Blaze and yeah, no, Madison. Uh- yeah, but I, I I am not an expert in all things comic book and canon, but I think that those are new characters. Okay, so Madison, um, the party girl who seemingly just, you know, happened to be in the right place or wrong place at the right time or whatnot, wow. and it's just a, um, just a positive party person and goes through life that way and she was a lot of fun to see and her interactions with Wong yeah. were a lot of fun to see um and then the interesting character of Donnie Blaze I think is going to, I don't know if he's going to play a more prominent role um but a lot of people are saying that his hype man the older gentleman is <laughs> here comes back again harkens back to WandaVision with is it Mephisto is that how you say it Mephisto. Mephisto, because he's like, you know, yes, open the dimension, open it. So he's like trying to encourage him into doing these things. So maybe that's another debate that's coming up. But She-Hulk itself is such a joy to watch. Yeah. It is so much fun. Uh, Tatiana Masani, I think that's how you say her last name. She is she is such the perfect casting for that role as Jennifer yeah. Walters. And it's just it's just so much fun to see. I enjoy it. I look forward to it every week. Yeah, I think that episode four is like where they really hit their stride when it comes to the comedy and the style of show or the type of show that they want to be. There is a bit of action um, with her fighting these demons. There's the the humor um, with with, uh, Madison and with um like her going on dates and her being mm-hmm. like very sexual <laughs> and being you know her hormones are pumping that's very she-hulk like it's very true to the comics uh it just i think that that was the most fun episodes yeah. thus far and so it gives me really hope for the rest um people are still kind of like upset about the cgi i i think it's fine for a, a show it's not a movie um, I, I was able to see Lou Ferrigno with green body paint and was okay with that. So I think I can deal with the CGI. Exactly. And, um, I really love that they made fun of like the the nerds that are coming for She-Hulk because she's a female character um, in that particular episode with like, why do they have to make the hero a woman? And it's yeah. this book. Yeah. And it was just such a, a cool little uh you know uh jab there that that they took at the naysayers for uh the show um it was just a lot of fun it was really humorous it was fun it was cool to see abomination again mm-hmm. and he's like turned a a, a leaf and, <laughs> uh, now you know spiritual and and uh that was really fun it so it was just a really fun episode um i'm really looking forward to seeing more um and uh yeah it looks really cool i love it it's it's a really good show yeah, it's really fun. It's it's, and I I'm really looking forward to Daredevil coming in. I, I saw an interview with um, Charlie Cox, and I didn't know he was British. To be completely honest, until I saw this interview, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> They'll sneak up on you, those Brits. They love yeah. taking <laughs> I did not know that, so it surprised me. But he said that um, if he could have any character come back into daredevil born again 
he would want Tatiana on there because they had so much fun, so much um, chemistry and energy in his episode. I guess he just did one episode um, of She-Hulk. But so I'm looking forward to that. I'm a huge Daredevil fan. So hopefully that comes up sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. We also got a glimpse of Werewolf by Night with mm-hmm. Guy mm-hmm. and all. Um, that's something else that's going to be coming out soon in October. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. I know there's a little bit of controversy because he might be playing either like a white werewolf by night or a character that is la- actually Latino. Uh, I mean, it would be great if the character is Latino, similar to Moon Knight. Like, yes, it's being portrayed by a Latino man, but like the character is actually like Jewish. Um, I think that it, I, I am okay with just Latinos getting work. <laughs> um, and then we'll demand that they start playing like actual Latino characters. Uh, I'm I'm just like glad that they're actually getting roles and that we can see people of color like in these roles. Um, and then hopefully we'll start seeing more characters that are actually Latino. Uh, one that is hopefully fingers crossed, not going to get messed up is uh, Blue Beetle, which is um, going to potentially be with Susan Sarandon coming out. She plays the villain. She was on, I think, a late night show saying that she's playing the villain and that the show is going to be in Spanish, except for obviously like her lines and and her as being a villain. So that's kind of cool. Like that, I think that that's going to be a cool spin. Um, It is with Warner Brothers. So who knows what's going to happen. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we get uh, that Latino superhero out. That'd be really great. And they also um, announced, um, I guess, for in Captain America 4, along with the Falcon, there's going to be the first Israeli Israeli superhero, Sabra. And I wasn't even aware of this character. So I'm excited for that. Just, you know, oh. my connection to the Jewish community is not as strong as I want it to be. So hopefully this will help strengthen that bond to my pop culture and my um, cu- cultural background. Yeah, so. she's really cool. Um, I, I think I have... Uh, some comics with her in it um and she's actually a mutant so okay it'll be if she is a mutant in that because then is she going to be another character that's so we have kamala khan who Mm -hmm. is a mutant so then we'll have another mutant so hopefully just slowly creeping up to the introduction of the x-men right and they introduced the thunderbolt team Mm -hmm. So that was interesting with Taskmaster, uh, Red Guardian. Um, I guess you'll call her the Black Widow now. I don't know if she has a different name, right? Yeah, if, like yeah, it's Elena. Yeah, and um, also what Ghost and Ghost and um, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. So that looks fun. I mean, I know very. I know a little bit about the Thunderbolts. I know Hawkeye once led them. I know Norman Osborn re- led them for a while. Um, so I'm curious to see where they're going with that. And of course we get our first look at Sam Jackson back as Nick Fury for secret invasion, which I've just finished reading the small run of, um, that. So that's exciting. That was, if it's anything like that comic book run that included every single superhero team, which I don't think they'll do it that widespread on a show, Yeah, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot of espionage. I picture it to be like a lot of the Winter Soldier, Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier, where it's more of a thriller espionage type um, show. Hopefully they play along those lines, because that was one of my favorite um, MCU movies was Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so some cool stuff uh, definitely coming out. Um, as far as uh, news and pop culture, I think that's what everyone's been talking about right now. Yeah, that and I'll give you a week to watch um, Thor Love and Thunder. And we could talk about it next week. Uh, I'll just say it was really fun. Don't listen to the critics. They just want to hate on something. But it was really fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed um I even enjoyed seeing your your favorite actor Russell Crowe as her as um Zeus. He did a great job. It was it was you know he didn't play it too seriously. It was you'll see when you see it you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I do know some things. I know that there's a special appearance at the end of the film and it's by an actor that is on a show that you're particularly mm-hmm. a huge fan of. Yeah. Did it look as cheesy as the clips that I saw? Because it's like his head on like a CGI body, right? You know, it didn't look like a CGI body because it wasn't like big um, Dwayne Johnson big when Dwayne Johnson played Hercules. It was it was a smaller toned down version, more like the other Hercules movie, because, you know, Brett Goldstein isn't a big fella. So yeah. so it wasn't it didn't look cheesy. I thought it looked cool. It was exciting. As soon as I saw, as soon as they cut to him, I knew who it was going to be. And as soon as I saw his face, I knew who it was. So I was like, oh, cool. So that, that excited me. That was cool. Yeah. It is interesting that that there weren't a lot of people. Uh, most of the fanboys were like, oh, it's really cool. Like, we would be, it would be so cool to see a Hercules Thor movie. Um, but people weren't really saying anything about that actor not physically being up to par um, mm-hmm. physically like they have with the notes worth playing Namor in black Panther. So that's kind of interesting that a white, you know, person would not have the same <laughs> standard applied to them um, mm-hmm. that a indigenous Mexican would have playing a superhero. Um, but, you know, such is life, right? <laughs> such is the life they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, give me my thoughts about that. So yeah, um, we just spent the last fifteen minutes talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious though. You did go see Lady Gaga this past weekend, and she's on my list of people who I would like to see. So I just was thinking, who are your other people? Let's say your top five of musicians, bands that you would want to see, living or dead, um, that you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, I'll stick to to living and also who can still perform because Tony Bennett, God bless him, is still alive, but he's retired. He would be okay. on my he would be my number one. Um, but because he's no longer performing, like, and I'm not a wizard, I can't, you know, go back in time. Um, so he would theoretically be on my top list. But um, if we were gonna say someone that like I've just been wanting to see that I haven't been able to see, um, I would say number one not in any particular order but like okay. in my top yeah. five would be bjork um i oh, think she's okay. a really great just a genius level artist and i would love to be able to see her do her thing on stage mm-hmm. um, it was a really great performance that was filmed i think for hbo a while back and she was backed by an inuit tribe like a cool oh, wow. okay it was it was i think they filmed it in a church and it was just a really cool instrument the vocals were amazing She's just an amazing artist. So I would love to be mm-hmm. able to see her. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I went living or dead because a lot of mine were dead. Okay. <laughs> like I would have loved to have seen Nirvana live. I mean, the live at 
um, for Unplugged Live in New York. It's like my one of my favorite albums ever. So I would yeah. have loved to have been there. And the, kind of like a 1B for me is the Foo Fighters. You know, Dave Grohl crossover. I've been reading a lot of his um, newest book, The Storyteller. And just the, the amount of stories and stuff that he's been through in his life as a musician is crazy. Yeah, so I would like to see them. Um, so number two, who I saw perform live at a recent concert festival, but I didn't get to watch all of them because I cut out early to see Morrissey. I would really love to see Blondie perform um, in an intimate, small venue because mm -hmm. they're one of my favorite bands. I love Deborah Harry. I love the new wave sound of Blondie. Um, I just really like them. And I think it's cool that they're still, you know, kind of really cool in in, in an older age. Um, so yeah. they would be my list of people that I could potentially see still. <laughs> Another one of mine is dead. And before he passed away, he did a really cool acoustic tour. And that was Chris Cornell. So his voice is just imagine his voice in a small, intimate venue with an acoustic guitar. And that was just something that I would have just been blown away by. So too bad it can't happen, but I'll find recordings of it. So, yeah. So number three for me would be um, Fleetwood Mac. Ooh. I would love to see them perform. Um, I love Stevie Nicks. I, I especially love Fleetwood Mac songs. Um, I don't think that it's possible because I don't know how they feel with each other at this current <laughs> moment. Um, I think that it's still within the realm of possibilities that they may reunite. And um, I think they fired the other singer. Um, but hopefully maybe it'll happen. So again. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen, right? I'll, I'm keeping right. my fingers crossed. <laughs> Another one for me in the land of the living this time is I couldn't decide between them. So I want... Flogging Molly, Dropkick Murphys. So one of the two Irish punk rock bands, you know, one of the two bigger names. I really love the energy of that music, of the punk rock with the Irish folk music. And it's just, it makes you want to get up and just move. So I really would love to go see one of those shows. Nice. Uh, so number four for me would be a band that uh, has really been instrumental in like in a lot of decades, like decade, like decades long uh musical career that has influenced me um that i've played their cds like back to front like just over and over again um and i really would love to be able to see them as radiohead oh yeah yeah Definitely. i just sonically vocally lyrically everything like it just i feel like it would be an experience mm-hmm yeah, my next pick was very similar to Radiohead in that they're a huge um, rock anthem type band where, you know, that whole experience was Muse. Mm. I would really love to see Muse. I love the just the whole package of what they bring. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was just listening to them like two nights ago. <laughs> yeah. And because they're and I was listening to one of their albums and I was like, I can't believe how old this is. I literally feel like it's probably 17 years old. Right. I, was like, I honestly feel like I was just driving around San Diego yesterday singing along to it. And it was 17 years ago. It was that Starlight or Black Hole Revelations? Yeah. And, and it just, it took me back to that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just so weird. But yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I would love to see them too. 
Uh, my number five, I don't, I'm, I'm going to have to think about it for a second because there's so many great musicians um, that are out there, great bands. Uh, I've been fortunate to see many of them. So I have a lot of people that I have wanted to see. just been very lucky um, that I have seen a lot of people that I, I really like um, and enjoy. Um, so maybe I'll go with a group that is dead because this is like my go back in time machine and, and see them play. Uh, I would like to see the doors, even though Jim, you know, Jim Morrison is, is, you know, there is some criticism of him, like maybe not being the best vocalist or, or, you know, maybe them not being the greatest band, but uh, they just evoke an emotion in, uh, in me of like a time period of like the LA music scene of that mm -hmm. time period mm -hmm. Uh that I can just listen to their music and it sort of takes me out of where I currently am. And yeah. um, it's just, it's a vibe. It's, it's yeah. just, I love their music. It would be cool to see them maybe if, you know, actually in their time period when they're in their heyday playing like off of sunset would be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking about the doors as well. They were yeah. on my list, but I went with my last one. I was debating between whether or not to include Elvis or Johnny cash. And I went with Johnny cash just because I feel as I grow older, his um, songs and the meanings behind his songs and lyrics have a bigger impact, I think, yeah. on the world and 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 myself. So, yeah, I would love to have seen Johnny Cash and Folsom County Blues, you know, maybe not as a prisoner <laughs> there when he's seen it, but just to see him perform, see, be able to see him perform Man in Black at the university when he wrote it just like hours before, just to yeah. see and what it stood for. And and yeah, so Johnny Cash. As a yeah. bonus, real quick, I would like to watch the Interrupters because they're coming here to Vegas in a couple of weeks. And so if you guys are watching this, Interrupters, um, hook me up with some photo passes. I'll get some good pictures of you. Nice. Uh, I'm glad that you chose Johnny Cash over Elvis because I would have had to end this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, how dare you even bring up Elvis? Uh, well, I mean, yes, I know the negative side of Elvis. <laughs> yes, I grew up. I grew up watch, listening to Elvis. I really liked his, his music, yeah. you know. I mean, if you if you take away everything outside of the music part of it, right? Outside yeah. of the fact that he stole the music, you know, stole the sound, the vibe, whatever. And just listen to the songs and appreciate that. As a yeah. kid, yeah, growing up, I really liked it. I mean, I even watched the Elvis, the new Boz Lerman Elvis movie. And it, it I enjoyed the music part of it and the performances and they glossed over a lot of everything else. Yeah. But I think it was because it wasn't a true Elvis biopic. It was more of an Elvis and the Colonel and how Tom Parker and how he controlled and manipulated and Zengalied him. Right. And took his finances. And that's what I think it was more of the movie was based on that interaction. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Johnny Cash is a better pick. Yeah. Um, I just that's one of the things that I admire about Johnny Cash that he was just like a badass like outlaw rebel and was not racist at all like he mm -hmm. fought for like the you know I don't know if you want to call it like lower class but like the blue collar man yeah and, definitely uh, and the blue collar man that's not only just white but like all blue collar men like black mm -hmm. white mm -hmm. whatever like um, and that's what made him like a unique original um, especially within like the country music genre. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely admire him a lot and I do love his music. Um, obviously Elvis would have been like a big X for me. Is there anyone on my list 
that if you had free tickets, you'd be like, meh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the closest I think I get to would be Bjork. I mean, I appreciate her as an artist and a musician, but her tonality is a little um, maybe an acquired taste for some. I was and, and I think, I mean, I like some of her songs, so I can't say yeah. I wouldn't, but I don't know if I'd sit through a whole concert of hers. Yeah. Um, there's definitely there's one song of hers um that I can play that will just put me in a really great mood. Um the the like drum and bass, the uh the vocals, the like insane like out of the box lyrics. Mm-hmm. It just makes me happy listening to it. <laughs> um and, and and she, I mean, definitely a lot of my choices are um I think people that are somewhat polarizing like some people like them some people don't uh but that's kind of almost part of the reason why i do like them <laughs> i'm gonna piss you off i'm gonna listen to this and enjoy it damn it <laughs> but it's just like because they're so unique and yeah um i like that people stick like kind of you know stick their necks out to be unique uh yeah yeah um, i did post i posted a video i'll have to post it on twitter so that our followers can can uh see it but lady gaga gave an amazing speech about being who you are and mm-hmm. um and and saying you know everyone here knows who they are and they're living their honest lives i'm paraphrasing obviously um but it was very um uh, let me backtrack so before we went i knew that this concert was going to be uh cathartic for me that it was going to be like an emotional experience. And it was um, partially because of the way she speaks. So uh, emotionally, emotionally honest to her crowd. Um, Mm -hmm. She shared with the audience, um, like maybe a bit of uh, drama that she was going through where she didn't want to write songs. She was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. She was just like going through it. And she's like, I know that you know what it feels like. Um, like we're here to party and dance. So like fucking get up and dance. And <laughs> it was like what I needed. And to hear her speech about, you know, knowing who you are, being true to who you are. And, and then she like sort of paused and said, and if you don't know who you are right now, like that's cool. You will soon. And you'll you'll be, you know, that much stronger for it. Um, she's just such a beautiful human. Like it's so crazy yeah. that um someone that i don't know that is just a performer has such an impact mm-hmm. emotionally on on me and on so many different people so uh that's de- someone definitely that i'm glad that i've seen her now three times uh i think that she's going to be have a, res- a having a residency again in vegas so uh you know maybe that might be an opportunity for you to check her out uh, <laughs> yeah. i think her residencies are like which are great, and I would love to go see it. I know she does like more of a jazz residency, which I think and is fun both. too. Oh, she does both. Okay, yeah. So she but, last time she had it in Vegas, she had a jazz night and then a pop night. I saw her okay. in the pop night, but this time I think she's only doing pop. She's not going to do the jazz. Uh, that's I. I would be happy to see her either way. Yeah. Um, if I could afford it, <laughs> if it was good. Yeah. I don't know if necessarily my budget fits into her, her price range, so. Maybe, Maybe some sort of press pass. Um, there you go. <laughs> at that we, I saw people 
that were getting invitations to something. And I was like, how in the fuck do they, I looked up their YouTube <laughs> and I'm like, they have like two followers and like no guests, no interviews, no nothing. And they were getting invited to this event. I don't remember what it was, but I was like shocked. I was like, okay, we need to get some more invites mm -hmm. to some like press things. Like definitely. I think so. Like, yeah. I'm thinking we should be at the next comic con. Um, I'm thinking that, you know, maybe we should be getting invited to some like, social media nights for like some musicals that mm -hmm. come um i've i've actually been to show, social media night by coincidence and i've seen some of the people that are there i'm like you got in for free because you're a social media guru okay <laughs> uh, so fingers crossed maybe we can start working on that and getting some more invites and uh you know we'll get you into hey. gaga as sounds good to me yeah, as, a, as a, you know, because they want to know our opinion about her performance, right? They do. They're on pins and needles, waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's manifest that anyone out there watching. First of all, thank you for sticking around this long to hear our ramblings. But if you're out there, let's kind of you know, and you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. The six degrees of Popcold X. Get us in there. We want to be a part. We want to be in the room where it happens, so to speak. So. So thanks for tuning in, everyone, unless you yeah, have anything else. No, I'm good. Um, thank you to everyone. Please subscribe. Check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, um, on Facebook, wherever yeah. social media exists, we'll be there. Uh, message us, talk to us, watch us, listen to us. Stay safe. <laughs> Don't argue with us. Yeah. Because you might win. No. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care.